Welcome to the Do Life Better podcast with our hosts Dave Jorner and Jared Press, who through Project Hatch dedicate their life's work to enabling and empowering young people around Australia to do life even better. Whatever you're wanting to create for your life, this podcast will give you the tips, messages and inspiration you need to make it happen. Thanks for joining us today. Now let's get started. Thanks for joining us on another episode of the Do Life Better podcast, and we hope you're creating a great day for yourself today. Now, today's episode goes out to two very special um, listeners, and that is Ella and Mia. And we know that you do not let your dad listen to this podcast unless you are in the car with them, and that means so much to us. So thank you very much, Ella and Mia, for listening to this, um, to pretty much every single episode, probably our biggest fans. So Ella and Mia, thank you very much. Now, we have again with us Dr. John Bletter, our resident psychologist. John, thank you again for joining us. My pleasure, again. (laughs) <laughs> Thank Thanks you. Thanks for the invitation. You're welcome. Uh, now, obviously, this time of year, John, there's a, it's a time of change. Absolutely. Uh, people are changing jobs. Uh, a lot of people are changing schools, even you know, from primary school to high school or, or even just changing schools normally anyway. Uh, you know, Christmas stuff coming up as well and um, change of season, change of weather, a lot of things. And like for me, back at home, we've got a big change coming up. Yeah, what's going weeks. on? You've got uh, somebody else on the way, I heard, <laughs> or something we else. We do, not a little human this time. In fact, we've got a little dog. Um, a brand new puppy that uh, we'll be taking in in a few weeks' time. Now, I must admit, John, I am a little bit scared. Be uh, afraid, I've... Dave. <laughs> be very afraid. So I've been told. I've never actually had a pet dog before. Um, oh, there was a stage just before I moved out of home that my parents had a, a puppy for a couple of weeks just before I moved out. But I've never actually had a dog myself. And I suppose the reason we're getting one is for our two boys. Um, and, well, my wife's always wanted a dog as well. But we know that our two boys will absolutely love having a dog around the house. Um, but for me, a lot's going to change. Absolutely. I hope you're uh, used to or uh, prepared for the pecking order in, uh, <laughs> in the family to change because you, I think you might be uh, dropping a rung or two. But, uh, man, yeah. having, a, having a dog in the family will a- add a, a, a special quality to, mm. the, to mm. the life of your family, especially to your boys, but also to all of you as a, as a family. It, it'll be a different – it won't be a, a family with a dog. It'll be, uh, you know, it'll be a different team now. It'll be a yeah, different nice. unit. So, yeah, yeah. yeah it'll, it'll, be, uh, it'll give you a nice shot in the arm. Yes, very true. And even just like we're talking with the boys this morning about who's going to get breakfast ready for our dog and who's going to do the meals and, and just the idea of will our dog be an inside dog or an outside dog. We haven't even quite finalised a decision on that one yet, but a lot is going to change in terms of responsibility. And so you know, having a dog, there's a lot of the change that I'm excited about, having mm. a new member to the family, having some, you know, someone else for the boys to play with and, and to have that companionship with. There's other things that... No, I'm a little bit nervous about in terms of the mean, extra uh, responsibility. And you mean when he takes over uh, the bed and the couch <laughs> yes. and uh, the space, uh, you know that uh, would you know you guys would ordinarily occupy, yeah. and uh, you know he or she will uh, find its own little place in the mm. space, whether it's in the house or around mm. the house. Mm. Um, and you know it's interesting. You know we're talking about change here yep. today, yep. and you know the heart and soul of change is that as humans we're we're made for equilibrium. You know we mm-hmm. call that the status quo. You know mm-hmm. we've got. Fancy titles for it in psychology, like homeostasis. You know, mm-hmm. there's this thing that you know we like uh, the level playing field. We like things to just keep going on, yeah. like they always did. Yeah, yeah. Except, man, you know, with this 
with this dog in your house, the equilibrium is going to be, you know, the apple cart is going to be turned upside down. Yes, and our backyard will no longer look the same. I am quite proud of my grass and, and the equilibrium <laughs> there is going to go way out as well. And, absolutely. And, you know, a lot of us do experience different uh, change in different ways, don't we? Yeah, absolutely, um, yeah. And, there are, look, there are some people and there are some uh, families who are, uh, have an openness to change, you know, mm. an openness to the idea of a dog, openness mm. to maybe values changing. I mean, I know I was sort of only half joking before about uh, the dog taking over the sofa, but for some people, they, they you know, it's, it's, it would be strange for them to have have a dog, you know, who can jump up on the sofa or be in, you know, walking on the carpeted areas of a house. You know, there are some. <laughs> I'm getting nervous already, John. And these are, <laughs> and these are the only, these are the easy challenges. But yeah. there are some personalities and some people mm. who aren't open to that sort of change. You Absolutely, know, you've always had all of your space, dog hair free. Mm-hmm. You've had, mm-hmm. you know, free access to, you know, leaving the doors closed or open or whatever it might be, and and things will change. And you know, some people's personalities are such that they are for want of a better word, rigid or inflexible. Mm, so when mm. a puppy comes or when, you know, they're leaving, leaving school, going from, you know, primary school to high school or high school to university or university into the, into the outside world, the personality style is such that their values or, um, uh, you know, openness to ideas is, is so firm that this change is really challenging to them and mm. it really will do their head in and it'll, it'll, it'll um, well, at least initially, um, um, provide a bit of anxiety or, or, or discomfort. Yeah. So that's something to think about. Not everybody has personality like you, Dave, where you're, you know, you're open to the influence of others and, and new opportunities. <laughs> Thank you, John. But uh, <laughs> open to the influence of the dog. I thought I was okay, but maybe not yet. Maybe not. We'll see how we go. You mentioned before, John, about that equilibrium, you know, wanting to keep everything the same. Some people are very open to change. Like I know for me there's some things that, I love the idea of changing. Like, I still get a little bit excited about having a new toothbrush. I don't know why, but I do. But yeah, some people like having a new change to some degree. But then for me to get a new hairdresser, you know, that was a bit of a stress. Like, you know, my hair is not the best at the greatest of times, but, you know, the curly locks. But to have, I don't know, there's some things that some people are really okay with some change, but then not with other change. Yeah. So tell me a little bit more, John, please, about how come so more about the equilibrium and, and keeping everything the status quo how come sometimes we get really rocked by by big change yeah yeah it's a good question and um just more to the point around your hair um you know <laughs> i long for the days where i you know need to uh you know use the services of a hairdresser again but uh <laughs> yeah, yeah. so uh you know don't don't show off there with that with that piece you you know uh, <laughs> Thanks, John. Yep. um look You've made a couple of really good points there. Um, one is the personality piece where some people are more open than others. Mm. The other bit is that you might be open um, to to change in some domains of your life mm-hmm. but in not in others. For example, it might be you might be open to, you know, trying different foods or, mm-hmm. um, or, you know, finding different places to travel. But you have this, for example, with relationships, you have trust with your hairdresser, trust mm-hmm. with your GP or trust, you know, it might be yeah. relationships. Okay. Yep. And all of a sudden your GP is not there and it's like, oh, man, do I really need to see another doctor? Oh, I feel uncomfortable because I've always – so it really can be domain, you know, or relationship-specific. Okay, okay, so if it's to do with the relationships where trust is really important and change in that area can be really difficult, but maybe if it's change in an adventurous way, that's not about relationships and that can actually be quite exciting. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, absolutely. There can be okay. some variability because some people can think, think, oh, well, I'm open to um, considering new propositions, I'm opening mm. to open to new options or to choices mm. and all of that. But, man, going from 
primary, like, you know, um, uh, trying different sports or activities at school. But going from primary school to high school, I feel worried. And and the issue is because you've had the same teacher, for example, mm. for 12 months. Mm. And, mm. and prior to that, you've had, you know, maybe four, only four or five different teachers. Yep. You're going to secondary school and there's going to be five or ten teachers in the first year. So it'll be that... I'm going to be bombarded with different personalities and different relationships mm. and different expectations and that's mm. too much. Mm. So it's sort of, you know, small picture, big picture sort of stuff. Um, and so you're right, it's, it, I think that trust is a really important one because in that status quo or equilibrium is that we've got a routine, we have habits, we have sure. patterns. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. when those things, you know, when it's almost like um, all bets are off, there can be a bit of, you know, I don't want to use the word anxiety as if it's a clinical or it's a problem. It's mm. a challenge. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. Um, and it doesn't have to be a stressor that, that knocks you on your tail, yep. but it's a challenge which is like, how do I take a breath, have a look at what is really in front of me, the yep. reality of the situation, not, not the emotional um, impact of, the, mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. what's going on, mm-hmm. but what's the reality? You know, what's, what, what does your head and your eyes sort of see and understand about what's in front? And if it's the, you know, things okay. are going to be okay. different, then keeping the emotions in check and, and not expecting them to go away. Nice, man. So coming into it again with a, it's a challenge, not a stress. Nice. Preparing yourself, going into the situation, knowing that things are going to look different. The the surrounding is going to look different. The people are going to be different. Uh, So to prepare yourself um, mentally, I suppose, and to maybe even – we talk about uh, visioning different things. So um, creating a a picture of an image of of what it might look like Mm -hmm. Um, and then so to prepare yourself to go in that way. So to even know that, okay, for example, we've just moved office and we actually haven't figured out where our new office is going to be yet, but (laughs) there's a lot of change with that as well. And for me, even thinking about doing office-style work, I'm still thinking of going to the old office. Mm -hmm. So now when I start thinking of going to the old office, um, you know, for our listeners, it could be going to the new, the old school or the old workplace or even when you move house, that type of thing. Um, I now need to, instead of thinking about going to the old office, I, I don't get annoyed that that thought comes back up again because it's just natural, but to remind myself, hang on, no, it's not that place, but it's somewhere else. Yeah. So what, what are some other things people can do, John? So you know, if they're... Um, moving office, if they're moving schools, if they're changing in relationship or anything yeah. at all, what, what's a couple of other things they can do? Yeah. Um, look, it's a good point. You know, what happens in our brain is, you know, people have this, um, these sort of these expressions about neural pathways, you know, mm. it's sort of, it's almost mm. like a road that, you know, it's been traveled so often that there mm-hmm. are these almost like these ruts in the road or you can see, it's like, you know, when you, when you drove here today, you know, you can yep. see the, the, the marks of the wheels on the road because it's actually raining outside at the moment. So you can actually see the <laughs> yes. tracks. Yes. And it's almost like in our, in our head and in our psyche that there are these tracks of these have been my friends. This has been my office. This has been what my backyard has looked like. And there are these. Uh, <laughs> Don't remind me. Yes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I've just got one term for you, Dave, and that's dog bombs. Okay. Uh, and we'll explain that maybe in another podcast. Yep, yep. Um, so, you know, we have these well-worn tracks and what our head needs to do. And I think you said it uh, very nicely before is it's almost like, Forewarned is forearmed. What it, what that means nice. is, if we actually think about what our backyard might look like, or our home might look like, or the new pathway to work, if each morning when we do those transitions, we can think, okay, I'm not going to X location today. I'm going to Y. I'll need 
you know, a bottle of water for the trip or I'll need to take this out a different pathway mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. I know that it's going to be, you know, noisier where I'm going or whatever it might be, then you're ahead of the curve. You're actually thinking in a nice way one. of when I get there, this is where I have to drive or these my friends from the last, you know, six years will not be at my new school. Mm-hmm. A couple of them will mm-hmm. be mm-hmm. but many of them won't be. So when I arrive at school on the first day next year, um, you know, that what my response will be is – how do I introduce myself to yep. people? Yep. What do I tell them about myself? How do I realise that there will be some grief there? Because, you know, the world that was is no longer. Mm-hmm. There is this world that is different to the way it used to be. Mm-hmm. So if they can be thinking in terms of how do I introduce myself? What do I share? Who's the girl or guy that I want to be? And how do I, you know, I know that each, each time where there is going to be some change, there's an opportunity to redefine. It's not a it's not a facade and it's mm-hmm. not a persona and it's mm-hmm. not you know fudging it. It's about just saying I can I can tweak who it is that I am in this world and become yep. more of who I want to be and and get that greater integration because I know that's what these podcasts are all about mm-hmm. is that for for uh, for people to really work toward being more whole and more genuine and more yeah. integrated yeah. and you know every time there's a there's an opportunity for change there's an opportunity for that reinvention or that tweaking. Um, of who it is you are. So, you know, that's, that's a wonderful bit about disequilibrium, you know, the apple cut (laughs) thing is, is about, um, growing more to, um, you know, into your values and into your own skin and into your, the principles of of how you want to live your life. And and allowing yourself to adapt, allowing you, it's survival of the fittest. It's all about being able to adapt to the different surroundings and the new changes and so on. So, so John, you know, we've been talking a little bit about change in school and obviously the exact same thing is applicable for changing offices, for changing, um, situations at home and family or whatever it might be. So, um, so John, just to recap, so you're talking about remind yourself it's a challenge. It's not a stress. Perfect. Uh, think about when I go into this new situation, Firstly, what's it going to look like? What's it going to sound like? What's it going to feel like? How do I need to get there? Like mentally preparing yourself for, for the transition. Transi- for the transition. Transitions require adjustments, and adjustments mm-hmm. mean adjustments mean not only behaviourally and preparing, you know, in actions and things, mm-hmm. but um, adjustments mean inside our own head. And the wonderful yes. thing is, you know, that most amazing piece that we have between our ears, the, the brain, um, we've got control over it. Mm, um, we don't mm. have control sometimes over the junk that our head might throw up mm-hmm. and some of the thoughts, but we've got control whether we follow those thoughts down a rabbit hole and, uh, and we do ourselves a disservice. But if we can notice that stuff, name it for what it is, and if it's not productive, it's not helpful, it's not going to get you somewhere you want to be, well, then how can you take the sting out of it? How can you neutralise that yeah, yeah. in a way and reorient um, with some more, um, with you know, with some different ways of thinking about it, and interrupting um, those sort of negative thought cycles, absolutely within our control. Take some, take mm-hmm. some practice, but absolutely able to be something that can become habitual. No, so for, again, for me, going to not going to my regular office when I start feeling a sense of loss or whatever about not going there, about not seeing the same people there, not going to the same coffee shop, to remind myself that hang on, it's okay for me to feel sad about that type of stuff. Um, and that's okay, and I can let that go, and I can replace it with, okay, what could excite me about this new place? How can mm-hmm. I get excited about working somewhere else and the opportunities that that presents? Yeah. So we're talking about challenge, not a stress. We're talking about prepare yourself mentally for the transition. 
We've also talking about preparing yourself in terms of who do I need to be going into this situation. Not not be someone else. Don't do that. It's about being the very best version of yourself. But who do I need to be? Do I need to be a little bit more outgoing today? Do I need to be a little bit more? Um, how can I bring my positivity, my enthusiasm? How, who can I go in and introduce myself to today? So, um, who do I need to be to help me show up as best as possible yep. for this? And okay, so John, a lot of us live with people who might be struggling with change. Absolutely. You know, maybe their um, family, loved ones, uh, people who might be trying to change in some way. And, you know, there's some things that are helpful to do and there's some things that aren't very helpful to say. Mm-hmm. Um, really, and we all like to be helpful, don't we, Dave? We do, John. So just really quickly, if I can, what are a couple of the most unhelpful but common things that we would naturally say to someone who's trying to deal with change. You know, sometimes we just throw out these little statements that we think are helpful, but they're actually not. What might some of those ones be? Yeah, I guess the first thing is, um, you know, and I guess we've all heard this one before, is just be careful of the, you know, get over it, mm-hmm. you'll be fine. Um, Harden up. Absolutely, snap out of it. Um, those sort of things, you know, usually make people feel, um, well, they're already feeling bad. Yep. Sad, yep. confused, frustrated, um, sad. You know, it, the, mm. the grief, I think, that, you know, that hasn't been a word that we've used so far, but there's grief associated mm-hmm. when we lose things, you know, and there yeah, are multiple sure. losses yep. we're talking about here, expectations, friends, you know, comfort, trust, all of that thing. Mm. And so I think to start with is to be empathic, to to be caring, to to listen to people and to give them support, and that is to acknowledge the multiple losses. Okay. And... And, and they're, you're validating people. You're actually nurturing and you're being respectful and you're honouring your friend when you're actually saying, wow, this sounds really tough for you. Mm-hmm. Man, I, I, I can't imagine what that's like for you. Tell me some more. So you don't have to be their therapist, but you do need to go into that space where you can initially be supportive. And okay. when you're supportive, you're actually forming a relationship and honouring the relationship and there's your, there's your platform of support. Nice. Sec- secondary to that or secondarily um, is that to encourage that person to think about how they've solved problems before. That yes, is, nice. what are their relative strengths? Because they've solved, mm-hmm. you know, whether you're, you know, whether you're uh, 12 or 14 or, you know, 22 or 24, mm-hmm. whatever, you know, you guys and gals have solved many, many problems before, mm-hmm. made, you know, thousands of decisions. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's about thinking uh, about how they operate best in the world. What are their relative strengths? And say, so, you know, when has this happened for you before and what was that like and what did you do to get through? Yep. And what... You don't want to tell people, but you want them to be led to the point where they can have that aha sort of experience mm-hmm. and they can connect the dots and say, hey, I can actually do this because I've done it before. Yes, exactly. I feel uncomfortable. Yes. Yes. yes, I think that things are spiralling, but I've solved problems before. I'll be able to solve this one. Excellent. Or other people have solved this sort of problem. Therefore, I can do it as well. Because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, um, if we have this mindset, which is around um, these are just problems I've yet to solve rather than insurmountable problems. Yep, yep. We're on the front foot. There's some optimism. We're not as if we're cocky about it and we can do everything all by ourselves all the time, but with people, um, with time, with patience, mm-hmm. with persistence, anything's possible. Excellent. Thank you. So to listen. Absolutely. Validate. Don't, we're not judging what they're thinking, uh, what they're saying. We're listening. We're, we're validating. We're empathizing. We're not saying necessarily that I know exactly what that feels like because we don't. Absolutely. But to say, don't. I, I can't imagine what that would be like for you yep. to let them talk it out and then to um, allow them to be heard as well and then to remind them that, hang on, you've been through things similar to this before and you've succeeded. You've um, 
it was a challenge for you, yes, and you came through it and you learned and you grew. And because you've done it before, you can do it again and there's people who are here with you to help you get through that, yeah? Yeah, absolutely. So it's that nice blend between sufficient support so that people feel held and contained and the relationship is being honoured and then also uh, some challenge um, nice. and, and, you know, the, uh, the respectful challenge um, that's close to just beyond where it is that they already are mm, so they can mm. move forward into their own potency because... Like I said, irrespective of age or experience, we all have so much potential. Um, and as uh, you mentioned earlier, um, you know, to be the best or n- not even best, but a better version of yourself. Yes. So. Thank you. Uh, okay. So, John, we Dave. like to finish this podcast with a challenge for the week. Okay. And you're going to provide me with one now or do you <laughs> need like me you to, provide- to provide us with one, please? So in terms of how we um, work through a change. Yeah. Um, and, okay, so a change could be as simple as finding a different coffee shop because the other one's closed down or whatever. It could be finding a, a new way to go to school or to work. Or it could be a big one like changing schools, changing offices, changing family situations. What's one thing, if there is one, what's one thing that could be the challenge for the week to help our listeners um, go through change and go through change really well? Okay. Um, it's a nice challenge, and I think uh, kudos to you guys for um, embedding one of these sort of uh, tasks at the end of every podcast because I think nice. it's you're sort of um, you know turning the talk you know rather than just talking the talk you're walking yeah, yeah. the walk so um, kudos for you for doing that I think Tough. that's great um, just in terms of a challenge I think um, you know we can think big but if we start off small and we have a little task I was thinking of a couple of if I can give you a, a flavor of them and mm-hmm. people can decide what might work for them sounds great um, I was thinking about something that would make somebody feel uncomfortable. Okay. I know okay. I sound like one of you know a really cruel therapist at no, this point. Tell me more. I'm keen. Just a just a little bit of uh, discomfort, and that is yes. for them to do something like find a different way. Yep. Each day that they're going to school or work. Okay. Order okay. the shops gotcha. wherever. Gotcha. Find a different um, path, mm. uh, a different mm. route to go um, to use. Um, because when you're doing that, it'll either take a little bit more time. Mm-hmm. or a little bit more effort, mm-hmm. or being deliberate, mm-hmm. right? So it's mm-hmm. not just using the old ruts, you yes, know, the old yes, yes, routines yes. and patterns. So every day, just for the next week, um, is to find a different pathway to drive or to ride or to walk. And um, I know that might be a challenge Very if you cool. use public transport, but, you know, everything's possible. So what that does is pushes people outside their comfort zone, mm-hmm. gets them feeling, uh, gets them thinking about why am I doing this, this is a pain, and I have to make an effort, It'll take me, you know, more whatever. Um, but what it does is it sets up a platform for here is something that I'm setting myself. I can actually, um, I'm willing to commit to it. Mm-hmm. I'll find some solution to it. And at the end of the day, I will see another part of my town or city. Um, I will learn something about myself. I'll see some more things. And there's growth and development. So whether it's, you know, that one, which I've explained in a bit of detail, mm-hmm. or even could be things like um, trying a different food, or, yes. you know, different maybe yes. ethnic food, yep. um, even if it's only once or twice over the next couple of weeks, but actually pushing yourself mm. to try mm. something that you ordinarily wouldn't. Very cool. Okay? Very cool. So maybe then in the phone, put a reminder on your phone to go off every morning, what's one thing I can do differently or do new today? Absolutely. What's one new thing I can do today? Or what's one thing I can do differently today? Maybe it's going a different way to school or work, but a lot of people might be on holidays as you listen to this. But So if you are on holidays, maybe it's um, how can I do my morning routine differently? How, what different food can I try? What's one thing that I can do that's new today or one thing I can do differently today? 
Great. Very cool. Like I think John. I might take the challenge myself, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> Keen to hear how it goes for you. Me too. <laughs> and, uh, to you. John, thank you very much for joining us on our episode today. Absolute pleasure. And it's a nice uh, introduction to your fans. I mean, your listeners. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. And uh, so, everyone, thank you very much again for joining us on another episode of the Do Life Better podcast. Please remember, as always, to hit subscribe, share it with your friends, leave a rating and a review. And we're so very grateful that you join us every single week on the Do Life Better podcast. And we can't wait to have you with us again next time. Thanks again for listening to the Do Life Better podcast. You can find all the show notes on our website at www.projecthatch.com.au forward slash Do Life Better podcast. You can connect with us on Facebook at Project Hatch and on Instagram at Project underscore Hatch. If you enjoy the podcast, please leave a rating and a comment on iTunes to help this podcast reach more listeners just like you. Now it's time to get out there and do life even better.